When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on an all-new sports stove podcast. We are talking NFL Draft, giving our mock drafts for what will happen in round one of Thursday's NFL Draft. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky, your perfect NFL draft snack. Hopefully you've already got it ordered and in for the draft tomorrow night, Friday and Saturday, but you can go to RighteousFelon.com, use the code BELLYUP at checkout, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. I'm Vince Stover, your host, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, we've made it to the NFL draft. How are you feeling about it? Oh, this is exciting. Like I said, we both love the draft, and and this is going to be you – know, I probably kept up with it a little more this year on the prospects, and I do think it's wide open. I think the first two days, actually, a lot of good players and a lot of movement, and it's, I think it's really hard to predict. You know, I've been listening to media like you have, and everybody is totally different you know, <laughs> on different things. And, you know, they all, oh, this is exactly how it'll go. And this is what they're looking for. And nobody really knows. So th- th- this will be a fun, I think a real fun draft to watch, but I think it's a draft that will help a lot of teams because I think, again, the first two days are going to be able to have players that definitely are going to make an impact potentially right away. Well, nobody knows but us. Uh, we're going to perfectly predict the first round between the two of us tonight. Um, uh, one of us will have the pick correct. Uh, and, you know, last year, 13 trades in round one of the NFL draft. Um, you say over or under 13 trades in the round one of this year. Um, I think under 13, but I think there'll be a lot. I think between 10 and 13. Um there. But again, I, I think there's a lot of talent there, so there may not be the need um, to move in the middle there. There'll be a little movement at the first, and there'll be some movement at the end, um, getting up as players were left in. So we'll see. Yeah, 
I agree. I think it's under 13. I think it could be under 10. I don't know if there's going to be as much movement. Last year was so much movement. I'm not sure this year will be. I mean, I think there will be several trades. Um, and I think you're right. They could move up in the end of the first round. Um, there's some guys we'll talk about at the after we're done going through the mock drafts. Uh, some guys that were not included in that round one that that could be. And, and you know, it's going to depend on what teams need and if they're going to jump up to get them and those kinds of things as well. I think there could be movement um, for tight ends. I think there could be movement for offensive linemen uh, in the middle of the draft, uh, middle of the first round. I think both of those positions are, are positions people could move up from the 20s into the teens to, to go get somebody. Um, and then I think at the end of the first round, you'd be looking at possibly coming up for a running back uh, or possibly a quarterback, depending on who's still around at the end. Although I'm not sure there's going to be a ton of movement for quarterback this year. Uh, but I think, I think middle of the, the first round guys that want an offensive lineman, because you really have four offensive tackles. And then after that it drops off. And so there could be movement for those. Uh, and like I said, tight ends, there's potential for tight ends to to be the story here in the first round. There's also potential for only one or two to go in the first round. So there's there's a lot of flexibility, I think, in this draft, Dad. Um, a lot of guys that have wide ranges. I think uh, Anthony Richardson, I've seen anywhere from pick number five all the way down to pick number 26. Uh, I think Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, I've seen from pick six down to like pick 22. So there's there's some guys that have a broad range where if, if the one team that likes them early doesn't take them, they could fall a ways. I heard that about Will Levis today, actually, where they're saying if he doesn't go number four to Indianapolis, he could be in for a long night in round one. Although I've heard many people say they think four quarterbacks taken in the top 12. I do not think that's the case, um, but we will see it could be the case. There's no doubt about that as well uh before we get into the draft talk though we got to talk about the big trade it finally was completed aaron Rodgers to the jets um i really felt like dad both teams made out okay in this situation i don't think i've heard the packers fleece them i don't think they fleeced them but i think they got a really good deal for a really good quarterback and i think at the end of the day the jets got a really good quarterback so it's hard to get fleeced in my opinion when you're getting an mvp uh, future Hall of Fame quarterback that still seems to have gas in the tank. Um, how do you think the team's made out with that trade? I think they both came out pretty fair. I think the Packers definitely did all right, which was good. I was, you know, you heard different things, and I, I couldn't see us. You know, you, you can't give away a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, you know, the Jets got who they wanted, so if this works out for them. Um, then, then, you know, they got a great deal out of it. And I think the Packers did well with the draft picks for this year. That draft pick next year could very easily be a first round pick. Um, so I, I, I think they did, you know, and again, it's all going to have a lot to do with them, how well Jordan Love does, um, from, you know, they're just like, it's going to, for the Jets going to depend on how well it goes, you know, with Aaron Rodgers. So, um, I, I think both of them came out, um, like you said, fair. And um, I'm glad they got us settled when they did. I, I thought it'd be early in the week because it'd be hard to plan your draft if you didn't do that. And there was a lot of, from what I understand, logistics. You know, the Packers need to get some things squared away with uh, his contract. Um, 
and I'm sure the Jets, same way, wanted to, you know, get things going before the draft. So they both know a little more where they're at now. And um, so I, I, I think it turned out good for both. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, and we'll see how it all shakes out. You know how the draft goes. Uh, the Packers move up to 13, uh, Jets down to 15, and then the Jets give up a second rounder this year as well, um, which I think, you know, looking at Green Bay's draft, Dad, I think that second round uh, is where you'll see them go tight end. And uh, and then depending on who's there, maybe receiver. Again, they, they like drafting receivers in the second round. Um, so maybe there. And then what round do the Packers draft a quarterback this year? Um, I think, you know, they'll take one probably in the seventh, um, maybe in the fifth, if there's somebody they've got their eye on, they could take it as early as the fifth. Um, of course their sixth round pick is a real late in the sixth round there. Um, if they've got somebody developmentally that they've got an eye on, then, you know, they could take them as early as five. I wouldn't think it'd be earlier than that. Um, and more than likely probably somebody in the seventh. I saw um, a Packer uh, mock draft today that had them taking a guy, I think, in the seventh. So um, we will see. And I'm sure they'll probably sign at least one undrafted free agent to come in and compete in camp also uh, that's a quarterback. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you think back to the day, Matt Flynn, I think he was a seventh round pick, if I remember correctly. I think and so. uh, they'll they'll draft somebody back there and uh, and and try to develop as a backup quarterback. They're not looking for a starting quarterback in this draft, um, although, you know, they'll draft somebody and someone will write, oh, they don't trust Jordan Love, so, but um, smart people won't say that, so it'll be okay. All right, let's get into the, the mock draft this year. I want to start off talking about trades. Um, we did allow for trades. I only did one trade, and I think there will be more than one trade in this draft. But I'm trying to predict what's going to happen. And honestly, once you get into that middle and late round, there's just no telling who's coming up for what. Um, so what I ended up doing is I made one trade early in the draft for a quarterback, and then I let everything else play out. Um, but again, I I will admit wholeheartedly there will be more than one trade in the first round. I know you've got two uh, and yours, um, I think you, you have one early and one late. Is that what you got? Yes. And so we'll talk about that as we get there as well. Um, through it. The big question is quarterbacks, but there's not a whole lot of questions at number one. So here's how I want to go through this, Dad. Uh, my my mock draft is up right now on bellyupsports.com. Uh, it's also, I've got the links for it on my Twitter and Facebook pages, so you can go click on it there and read through. I've got some reasonings behind why I did what I did and those sorts of things as well. Uh, I've not seen dad's draft yet. Uh, so we'll kind of go through it. I'm going to go through it. Let's go through it three picks at a time. So dad pick number one, the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, everybody and their brother says this is a done deal. Um, one person put out on Reddit that Will Levis had told family members that he was going to be the number one pick. That's not true. Uh, but Vegas believed it. They changed their odds drastically. Uh, but at the end of the day, Bryce Young, Carolina Panthers, I don't think there's any question about it. Any question about that for you? No, no. That, that, that's everything you hear, and that makes sense. So um, we'll see. Again, everything be turned on its head right away if that's not the case. But um, I, I, I would think that one would stay. Yeah, I, yeah, you're not kidding. That'd be crazy if that wasn't the case. Um, Houston and Arizona are two and three. I went Will Anderson to Houston and Tyree Wilson to Arizona. There's a lot of speculation. Tyree Wilson could be the pick in Houston. 
Um, Arizona could go all kinds of different directions. They want to trade down. I don't think anybody wants to trade up personally. Um, so I just think Will Anderson is the right pick at number two. And I think with what the Texans are doing, um, I don't think they'll take a quarterback. I know they've said that it could just be smoke, but I, I would be shocked if it's smoke. Um, I just think this, this, uh, new staff, they've got a plan in place. And I think that the GM and ownership is allowing them to accomplish their plan. And that's, let's get a solid defense. Let's build that up. And then we can worry about offense after that. And they'll draft people and they might even at 12 draft an offensive player. But I think Will Anderson's the right pick. He was listed all this time as uh, the top two player in the draft. And uh, so I think he goes two. And then Tyree Wilson, who is this uh, athletic uh, specimen, uh, goes to Arizona at three, even though Arizona would love to trade out um, this year. I, I just don't think anybody wants to jump up to three, and they're going to let it play out through number four. So I've got Will Anderson, two, to the Texans. Tyree Wilson, three, to the Cardinals. How do you have picks two and three going? Well, I, I, I went ahead and stayed with C.J. Stroud with Houston. Um, I think that's probably who they'll pick. If not, I think someone will come up to two and take C.J. Stroud. I think he'll be the second pick as far as quarterbacks. I don't think they'll slide down from there. So that's what I did. And then, of course, I had Anderson, uh, the third pick, uh, to Arizona. Um See, here's the deal with Houston at two. If they don't pick C.J. Stroud, nobody's going to know that they're not picking C.J. Stroud. Um, I mean, they're going to have to call a team and say, do you want C.J. Stroud? We don't. Because if they don't want him, why would somebody draft up to two when they can just trade up to three instead and give up less probably to get to three possibly? So I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I think Texans are staying at two. Um, if they could take Stroud. It's a possibility for sure. I think they'd be smart to take Stroud. I think Stroud's a good quarterback. Um, I just feel like the staff they brought in is a staff that has won games with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. So I don't think they see a need for a pick at quarterback at number two. Now, granted, they're not the GM. So that's, that's saying that the GM and the ownership at Houston is willing to listen and follow their wants, and I'm not sure that they are. So it's going to be an interesting pick at two, um, no doubt. That brings up the Colts at number four. Uh, everything that I've heard says that Will Levis is the guy that they want. Um, CJ Stroud, again, to me, is the smart pick. Peyton Manning, though, came out last week and said, man, this guy is a quarterback. And it seems to me like the Colts sit there and Peyton Manning says this guy can do it. They're going to believe him. And uh, they already know what he looks like in blue and white since he played at Kentucky. So uh, I don't think it's the right pick. I don't think it's what they should do but I think it's the guy that they want. And so I've got the Colts going Will Levis here at four. Uh, what do you have going on at four? Um, I've got same way at quarterback, but I've got Richardson. Um, again, I think I, I, you know, you and I had talked before and with their coach and their, his background with quarterbacks, this makes sense. I think having Gardner Minshew and then bringing Richardson in and see where he can go and develop him. Um, again, I you know, Will Levitz, I, I just don't see why somebody's going to draft him thinking he's going to be the quarterback this year. I think they'll be sadly disappointed if they do that. And um, again, you know, the Colts. Um, so I went ahead and went with Richardson because I think um, 
you know, uh, his potential. And I think that's what they'll see. So that's where I stayed there. So I wrote an article on that several weeks back uh, where I think Richardson could be the move after they signed Gardner Minshew. Um, again, everything that I'm hearing is Richardson's going to, he's going to dive down a little bit this year. And, uh, and so we'll see, um, we'll see how it shakes out, you know, uh, see, see how it works. Um, let's see here. Tennessee is at number, or excuse me, Seattle's at number five. This is where I had my trade, uh, with CJ Stroud falling in my mock draft. I got the Titans moving up to number five with Seattle to draft CJ Stroud, uh, quarterback out of Ohio State. Uh, all this has been made about these test scores and things like that. Um, and I can I can understand the doubt in Stroud. Honestly, um, if I was a team in need of a quarterback, I I don't know that I would draft a quarterback in this draft outside of Bryce Young. Uh, I'd take a swing at guys later in the draft, but not in the first round. But the Titans clearly want to move on from Ryan Tannehill. They clearly don't believe in Malik Willis. And if C.J. Stroud makes it past Indianapolis, because I don't think Houston's going to trade with Tennessee um, because they're in the conference, the same reason why I don't think Houston would trade with Indianapolis. Somebody could move up to that three spot as well. Um, but I've got the Titans moving up for a quarterback here going C.J. Stroud at five. What do you have going on at five? Um, I have Seattle staying there and taking um, Wilson, the edge rusher uh, that you had going a little earlier. Tyree Wilson from uh, Tech Tech. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's solid. I think Seattle that makes sense for them to take their. You know, t- Tennessee may come up that far for a quarterback, but boy, I you know they're. I mean, you know, we both think the Titans are kind of dysfunctional anyhow. But I, I think I think moving that way, taking someone again to be a starter to know it's got to be a starter. Um, I, you know, I think Tennessee will, will take a quarterback, but I don't think they would come up this high. I don't think they would do it for anybody, but CJ Stroud, um, that would just be if Stroud falls. And the thing about the Titans is there's rumors that they've been talking about trading Derrick Henry. So you want to move up from 11 to five and you're willing to let go of Derrick Henry. That makes it a whole lot easier to move up from 11 to five without losing a ton of draft capital. If you throw Derrick Henry into the mix as well. Um, so I think it's a possibility there. The Raiders are another team that could move up. I've heard CJ Stroud is a guy that they liked. I've also heard that it was only Bryce Young for them. So again, trying to sift through the smoke, it's really hard to do at this time of year. Um, and so I think the Titans would move up if they wanted Stroud because they'd be afraid of Detroit possibly drafting them, of Vegas possibly drafting him. And I think you even got to worry about Atlanta if CJ Stroud was falling uh, as well as a possibility there. Although I don't think Atlanta has any plans to draft a quarterback. It might be something they, they would lick their chops at if he, if he fell. Number six is the Detroit Lions. I have them taking Jalen Carter, uh, the uh, defensive lineman from Georgia. He's got some red flags for sure. I don't think the legal stuff really matters in this situation. I think it's the other things. But the professionals agree Jalen Carter's talent is out of this world. And the Lions got a staff that they feel like they, I think they could could handle Carter, could uh, make sure that he doesn't do something stupid as far as maturity-wise goes, and uh, could add one of the best talents, if not the best talent in the draft this year at six, would be a pretty big deal for Dan Campbell and the Lions. So I've got the Lions going Jalen Carter at six. How about you? 
Yeah, I, I, again, I, I don't think Jaden Carter will go quite that high. And again, I, that doesn't make sense with Dan Campbell. He's a disciplinarian, and the idea of drafting a guy who came, you know, out of shape to the day, the pro day there, I, I just don't see that. I have them taking the number one cornerback, Gonzalez, out of Oregon. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Uh, his name will come up later for me. Uh, number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, I've got him going the Illinois boy, uh, Devon Witherspoon. Everybody talks about the physicality of Witherspoon. The Raiders are in desperate need of defensive backs. Um, they've got, uh, they're an interesting team. Again, I think they can go a number of different directions here. Offensive line, uh, quarterback, if they fall, um, those kinds of things as well. Anthony Richardson could be a possibility, but I really feel like the Raiders are in win now mode. I think that they have to win. I don't think they feel super secure in their jobs. And so adding Devon Witherspoon, Witherspoon, who can come in, play immediately, play an impact role for this defense. Uh, a lot of people love what Witherspoon brings to the field. So I went Raiders and Devon Witherspoon, uh, an Illinois boy going in the top 10. How about that? Uh, what do you got the Raiders doing at seven? I got the Raiders going with offensive line and taking the kid from Georgia, Jones. Um, I believe it's Brandon Jones. Broderick. Broderick. So, Broderick Jones. Yeah, I'm sorry, Broderick Jones. I didn't write all the first names down, so I, I may I, I I'll try not to try try on that. But um, yeah, I, I I think he's one of the higher ranked ones, and to me that just made sense with Vegas. Um, you know, they would take you know a younger guy, and I think the Georgia guys were going to go you know a lot in the first round again. So. Very interesting. A number eight's Atlanta. And I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of buzz about the Atlanta Falcons and Bajan Robinson. I hesitated to put Robinson in this pick at number eight, but there's just too much noise about it. Um, the idea that uh, an, an offensive coach who is known for running the football to get the best running back in the draft at number eight, Bajan Robinson is, is in everybody's top five as far as talent goes. And uh, for the, the Falcons to get here and say, hey, we've got uh, Kyle Pitts, we've got Drake London, uh, and we've got Desmond Ritter, who's going to need a lot of checkdowns in his first year as the starting quarterback in Atlanta, uh, that, that Bajan Robinson could help in a number of ways. I mean, people are comparing him to LaDainian Tomlinson from back in the day. Uh, which is which is a massive uh, comparison. I'm not sure that's what he is or not, but uh, everybody that talks about that has talked to Bajan Robinson loves him to death. And he's obviously a skilled player, so I went with Bajan Robinson at eight, even though I'm hesitant to do so. That's a high for a running back, um, but it's a fit. And so, and what they've done the last two years in the first round, it would make sense here for them to go this route as well. So I go Robinson at eight to the Falcons. How about you? All right, this is where I have a trade. I think um, Atlanta has been making a lot of moves, and I could see them trading out of this pick and uh, getting some more draft capital from there. And so I've got the Washington Commanders coming up um, for this one for a quarterback and taking Will Levis here. So um, we've got Washington coming up, taking Atlanta's pick and drafting a quarterback. I. Uh so it's interesting, and I could see them coming up possibly for a quarterback. Man, I have a hard time seeing Washington and Levis as a fit, especially with who they currently have on the roster. Um, I, I've got Washington taking a swing at quarterback as well, uh, but that's later in the draft. We'll get to that. 
as we come. Uh, and like I said, Dad, I don't have the entire draft correct. Neither do you. But between the two of us, we got it right. So I guarantee it. Uh, at, at number eight, it'll either be Bajon Robinson or Will Levis uh, going right here. Number nine is the Chicago Bears. Uh, I, 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 I've been told they've just given up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Bears, they need help. They need offensive line help. Um, I have, I've, I've read and listened to a lot of things. It sounds like Paris Johnson is the guy they like if he's there at number nine. I personally hear what takes Karonsky if he's available, but I think the Bears, from everything that I've heard, they like Paris Johnson. So I've given Paris Johnson to the Bears at number nine, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. Where do you go with number nine? Number nine, I got Jalen Carter. This is where I think he'll go. I don't think he'll go earlier. I don't think the Bears will pass him up because, again, of the potential there. And uh, to me, that would be a good spot for him in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Jalen Carter, once you get – I mean, even at two and three, I think would be fine. Uh, But once you get to Seattle at five on through the rest of the first round, I think all those teams make sense. I think Philadelphia would be the perfect fit for him, just with the veterans that they have in the locker room. Um, Chicago is is not that, uh, but, but they've got a defensive-minded head coach and uh, and would be a, an interesting spot for him for sure. Number 10 is Philadelphia. Of course, this is not their original draft pick. They, they acquired this through trade uh, last year, but um, I've got them going offensive lineman as well. Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. Um, most people assume he'll swing into guard here in the NFL with the possibility of playing tackle. Uh, but he's got those, you know, the ever, the ever so lovely short arms, but Brian Balaga, dad is a Packer fan. Brian Balaga had short arms and he survived just fine at tackle. But anyways, Peter Skaronsky, number 10 to Philadelphia. I like Skaronsky. would love to see him fall to 13. I just don't think it's going to happen. What do you got going on at 10? Um, I, this is where I've got Robinson, the running back going to Philadelphia. Um, I think if he's still available there, I think, you know, they take him to add another weapon and we've talked about that would be a good fit there. And so that's, that's where I've got Robinson going. Um, I didn't have Philadelphia. I I wouldn't think they would trade up anymore, but Robinson may be a guy they really want. So, but I think maybe they can get him. They're um, at 10. Again, if Lana takes him earlier, then he wouldn't. But um, um, that's where I've got him going. So I heard a guy that has ties to Philadelphia uh, earlier this week, and he just said they don't take running backs. It's like the Packers and wide receivers. They just don't do it. And now would they do it for a guy like Robinson? Maybe he's a phenomenal talent. I think it would be an amazing fit. Um, I just get the feeling that even if Robinson's there at 10, the Eagles would not take him, which is intriguing to me. Of course, A.J. Brown's making a push that they go out and get Derrick Henry from the Titans. Maybe they trade their second first-round pick of the day for Derrick Henry, and and the I, the need for Robinson would be a moot point. But I don't know if that'll happen either. Um, so I, I leaned away. Even if, if Robinson was available at 10, I probably wouldn't have slotted him here. Uh, the same way I'm not going to slot a receiver at Green Bay at 13. Uh, but it would be a phenomenal fit if they did so. Number 11, so it's Tennessee Titans. I had the trade with Seattle. So I've got Seattle picking here at 11. I have them taking the cornerback from Oregon, Christian Gonzalez, because he is clearly the best player available at this point on my board. Um, So that's what I have them doing. The Titans, though, uh, are sitting at 11 for you. What, What did you have going on there? 
Um, just talk about Tennessee trading um, the running back. Do you really, you really think that's a possibility? I mean, he, he's a whole team for Tennessee. I mean, you're talking about a total, to me, you're talking about a total rebuild and talking, I mean, I'm not there anymore, but the fan base, I mean, you know, getting rid of Derrick Henry, I, that, I, I mean, the Titans can do some things I don't understand, but do you really think that's a possibility? Yeah, they, I think they realize their potential right now, it, it's not their time. Um, they don't have a quarterback that can win a Super Bowl uh, or a playoff game for that matter. And uh, so having Derrick Henry doesn't really do them any good. And uh, trading him now when he still has value actually I think does more for Tennessee than keeping Derrick Henry. So, yes, he has everything they do right now, but they are in need of a total rebuild. And trading Derrick Henry could allow them to speed up that process. Um, you know, I don't think they have to. They're not going to give him away. Um, but I, I think it's a thing they're looking at as, as a legit possibility. And, uh, I mean, in this case, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. So, yeah, I think there's potential for it. But I don't know if it'll get done. I don't know if it'll get done on, on day one. It might even be a day two thing. I have no idea. Anyhow, Tennessee, I've got them taking offensive line, and it's Paris Johnson going here. Uh, they need offensive line. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, he's one of the higher-ranked tackles there, and uh, so that's where I had him going to Tennessee. And no coach has better access to Ohio State than does Rabel. Uh, he would know very well uh, how good these players are, which, again, is the reason why I think Tennessee could trade up for Stroud uh, if the opportunity presents itself because Vrabel would know a lot about C.J. Stroud. Number 12 is Houston again. Uh, again, I had them going linebacker Will Anderson in the first round. Dad has them going C.J. Stroud in the first round, or the first pick, second pick overall. Number 12, Dad, I have him going cornerback Deontay Banks from Maryland. This is a guy that in the recent days I've heard a whole lot about. People love people. Some people have him as the second-ranked cornerback. Uh, others as the third. I have not heard anyone who has them lower than the third-ranked cornerback. Houston, they went cornerback last year, and it worked out pretty well for them, and this would kind of secure those defensive backs for them. Uh, I personally think it's a little high for Banks, but from everything that I'm hearing, um, this is a good good landing spot, I think, for him. What do you got going on at 12? Um, well, Houston you know, has lots of needs and needs weapons, and I think this is where the first wide receiver will go off the board, and I got them taking um, the guy from Ohio State. I, I, I don't know if I can pronounce his last name right, so we won't do that. Jackson Smith and Jigba. There you uh, go. Yep, going there. to, And I've seen a lot of people mocking that to Houston. Um, they they got Michi last year. They need more receivers, no doubt about it. Michi, though, had leukemia last year. He's back and supposedly healthy. Um, I, I'm curious to see what Houston does. They got potential to make big strides through this draft. Um, they could also blow it immensely. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying they take a quarterback at 12. Um, there's a lot of rumors and a lot of heat around the fact that they love Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Um, but again, I don't think you take Hendon Hooker at 12. I think that's a late first round, early second round pick. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that one shakes out. That brings us to Green Bay at 13, Dad. And I've got linebacker Nolan Smith from Georgia. This guy is a is a rusher of the quarterback, um, incredibly athletic, long defender, and the Packers have Preston Smith, who is aging. Uh, they got Rashawn Gary, who's phenomenal, but constantly hurt. 
they need other guys that can rush the quarterback. To me, this is an amazing opportunity for the Packers to get better on defense. Um, I, yeah, I think, again, when the trade happened with Aaron Rodgers and they have the two picks in the second round there together, um, that's where I think they can fill some of these spots. And I think they can maybe fill the defensive spot there as well as tight end. So I, I think here they're going to have an offensive lineman that they can't pass up. And the offensive line is going to be very important for Green Bay, um, both with the running game and, of course, with Jordan Love. And I think you're going to have if, – if they think they've got a tackle um, or an offensive lineman that can come in and, um, you know, start if they need him to and be solid, then I think this is where they take him. And I, I think they'll go with um, Darnell Wright from Tennessee. They brought him in. He fits a lot of things. I think he could be the starting right tackle, potentially could go to left tackle later. Skaronsky's interesting one because interesting story because his grand grandpa played for Lombardi, but Skaronsky has a little bit more flexibility. He may be a tackle or maybe a guard, and the Packers love that. Um, but I, I just it seems like Darnell Wright. With the size, you know, they, they've, they've worked him out. They brought him in. And if they feel like he can be the guy, then um, I think offensive tackle um, will be where they'll go now with the first round. Uh, so in your first 13 picks, is Skaronsky still on the board for you? Do what? Is Skaronsky still on the board for you? Yes. Yes, he is. Okay. Interesting. Uh, number 14 is the New England Patriots. And, Dad, I went to left field for this one. Uh, wide receiver Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss, the first receiver off the board in my draft. And uh, I know there's a lot of speculation about why in the world would you do this, Vince? I think Mingo's a second-round pick. Um, he's a bigger of the receivers, and the Patriots never do what we think. So I had to throw something at the wall here to see what stuck. I went with Jonathan Mingo. They need wide receiver help. There's no doubt about that. A lot of people have him going O-line, but I think that Mingo, um, I, I mean, I, I always say this, and I've admitted this from day one, I have no clue what the Patriots are going to do. So I went Jonathan Mingo, took a shot at it uh, for Mississippi. What do you have New England doing? Yeah, well, like you said, you never know what he's going to do, but I think he'll go, I, I think there's going to be obvious people here, and this is where I have Skaronsky going off the board. Packers take right, then I think, you know, here's an offensive lineman, um, you know, that they really can't mess with. And so that's where I have Skaronsky going to New England. All right. Uh, number 15 is the New York Jets. And I've got him going old tackle, Broderick Jones. You had Jones going much earlier in the draft. You had Jones as your first O-lineman off the board. Um, I have him as my last tackle. No, third tackle off the board for me. Uh, the Jets, listen, I don't think they're going to take wide receiver because Rodgers doesn't like rookie wide receivers, and they've kind of got that situation set, I believe. Um, but they got to protect Rodgers. He is getting older. He is injury prone to a degree, and they got to do everything to keep him upright. Broderick Jones is a massive dude. And uh, so I've got him going 15 to the Jets. Uh, in your draft, Dad, I don't know who you have yet, but your tackles are off the board for you. There's no other first-round tackle that should go. So who do you have the Jets taking at 15? 
Yeah, I think the Jets wanted a tackle, but like you said, I I, I think they'll be gone by now unless they move up to get one. So then I think they need to take, you know, someone that can, um, to me, one of the best talent that fits there. This is where I have um, Luke Van Ness from Iowa going. I don't think they can mess with him. And, um, again, you got, you know, a head coach is a defensive coach, and um, that's where I have Van Ness going. I love Lucas Van Ness. I, for the longest time, had him going to Detroit at the top of the pick, the top of the round, because uh, he seems like a Dan Campbell kind of guy. But um, uh, a good pick, and they, they would be bolstering, for sure, their defense that's already pretty tough. 16 is the Washington Commanders. Now, Dad, you had a trade earlier. Um, I've got the Commanders taking Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida, and here's why. They've got new owners, so they want to make a splash. And everyone compares Richardson to Cam Newton. Well, who uh, had success with Cam Newton? None other than Ron Rivera, current head coach at the Washington Commanders. So uh, this is one of those deals where if he falls through the draft, I could see the Commanders swiping him up at 16. Um, I don't know that that's what, the, that's what they'll do, but I could see it happening. Of course, the news that came out today where they're not going to pick up the fifth-year option on Chase Young they could go defensive line or edge rusher here as well, uh, which would make a ton of sense. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know where to put Anthony Richardson, so I put him at Washington at 16. Uh, you had the trade earlier. I think you have Atlanta uh, down here at 16 now. Yes, I got Atlanta at 16, and I got him taking Nolan Smith. Um, again, I think that's an impact player for them. You know, he's from Georgia. makes some sense. And if he's there um, – you know, I think that will go to Atlanta. I don't know that they would take him earlier with their early pick, but that, again, he's going to be an impact player, so he's going to be good. Yeah, and I've seen his name at number eight as well uh, as a possibility for Atlanta up at number eight. So uh could be a good pick for you, uh, even if they don't trade down. Uh, number 17 is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I've got them going wide receiver Jordan Addison, the USC product, but he came from Pitt first, and he played with. Uh, the current Pittsburgh quarterback. And so um, I said reunion here, Addison, solid receiver, and Pittsburgh could do worse than Jordan Addison. Now, I did have a Steelers fan comment. Not very, he, he said, I know nothing about football because I put Jordan Addison here because, of course, they drafted a guy in the fourth round last year. Why would they take him here? Well, he's better than the kid from Memphis. And uh, anyways, I go Jordan Addison, 17. How about you? Um, again, here, you know, this guy may go earlier. You have him a lot earlier, but if he's available, I think Pittsburgh makes sense to take Witherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois. Um, again, they like defensive, you know, players, and and he's going to be a really good one. And he may go a lot earlier, but like I said, if, if all these players – We've got a lot of the same guys going early already, so somebody's got to slide drop down a little bit, and um, Witherspoon would be a great pick here at seventeen for sure. I don't think I don't think the Packers uh, let let Witherspoon pass. Honestly, uh, he could play. He'd be that Micah Hyde role uh, to a degree. So would that be that. yeah, that'd be a good good pick for sure. Uh, Detroit Lions at number eighteen. I've got him going wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Third receiver off the board for me. Uh, most people have him going earlier, but the Lions need some wide receiver help still, especially with the suspension of their first round pick last year for gambling on college football in the facility. Uh, Detroit's an interesting pick at 18. Which way do you have them going? 
Uh, Detroit, you know, needs a tight end, and you know, you're talking about wide receiver help, but I think this is where Kincaid goes, uh, receiving tight end, and um, you know, they need somebody to replace Hawkinson, and so I, I have a t- first tight end going here to Detroit. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid would be a good pick here for Detroit as well. I considered that. I considered Lucas Van Ness, who you brought up earlier as well at this spot. Uh, This is the spot of the draft where who knows what's going to happen, except for us. Number 19, Tampa. I got them going Lucas Van Ness here. Best player available, I think, uh, here for Tampa. They could go cornerback. They could go all kinds of different directions. But uh, I've got them going Van Ness because I still have him on my board at 19, although I think he's better than the 19th pick. Um, who do you have the uh, the Bucks going with at 19? Yeah, I look the same way. Best player available. And I went defense, and the guy I have here is a, a nose tackle from Pittsburgh, Cansey. Okay, yeah, um, he did not make my first round uh, this this time around. I had him in my last mock draft, but not in this one. Uh, I think he'd be a great pick. I like him a lot. Uh, just I feel like he's going to slide um, out of the first round from the things that I've been hearing. So I think he's going to be a, an impact player wherever he goes. Tampa would be a good fit there for sure. Seattle back on the clock at 20. Um, here I went defensive end, Miles Murphy from Clemson. Again, a guy who at one time was considered a top, top 12 pick. Um, he's been kind of moseying around the 20s here and uh, I think he'd be a great pickup for Seattle to, to again build that defense back up to where it used to be uh, Miles Murphy at 20. What do you got going on at 20? Um, Seattle again I got defense with Joey Porter uh, the cornerback from Penn State. Yeah and I like Porter a lot I actually have him going at 21 to the Chargers the next pick uh, again he's got that pedigree right his dad played in the NFL the Chargers can go all kinds of different places uh, but Joey Porter Jr. available at 21. They might go with a different defensive back, but I have him going Porter at 21 to the Chargers. Uh, who do you have the Chargers going with at 21? Well, again, we just kind of flipped our picks here. I've got Murphy from Clemson going here. Um, again, we're needing defensive linemen and rushers, and so I've got Murphy going to the Chargers. Uh, 22 is Baltimore. Baltimore is such an interesting team this year with not knowing what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. Uh, They go out and get OBJ. There's a lot of heat right now about them acquiring DeAndre Hopkins during the trade, uh, during the draft as well, Um, and having quite the offense there with those guys added to their already great tight ends and running backs. Um, This is a name that I've heard a lot of discussion about. Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. He's tall and skinny, and uh, there's been concern about that. But the Ravens have had tall and skinny cornerbacks before, and it's worked out okay for them. Uh, People seem to think Forbes has this incredible talent, but they just have the concerns. Kind of like Bryce Young, not not to the same degree. But uh, nonetheless, Emmanuel Forbes at 22 to Baltimore. Uh, who do you have Baltimore taking at 22? Um, I have him taking a guy that you had go a little earlier, and that's Banks, the quarterback, cornerback from Maryland. Um, sure. I've, I've got him still available here, and I've got them taking him. Yeah, I think defensive backs are an important position and need here for Baltimore. Uh, 23 is the Minnesota Vikings. I've seen Hendon Hooker's name all over Minnesota recently. 
I just don't think it happens at 23. And I've got a little tip, Dad, uh, that BJ Ojolari is going to go in the first round. And I thought, why not Minnesota? So BJ Ojolari, the outside linebacker from LSU, uh, I've got him going 23 to the Vikings. What do you got going on in Minnesota? Um, again, they need wide receiver help, and this is where I have Addison from USC going. Uh, to me, he would he would fit there uh, in that situation, and um, so that's where I have Addison from USC. If they take wide receiver, Dad, and if he's available, I think Zay Flowers is the guy at Minnesota. Um, Zay Flowers is maybe the best wide receiver in this draft. He's not very big. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge Addison guy, although I think he's very good. I'm not a huge anybody guy on these wide receivers until you get to Jalen Hyatt. And I don't think that he's necessarily a first round guy. So, um, I think Zay Flowers is the guy in Minnesota if they go wide receiver, but, uh, they definitely need wide receivers and if they can get one here, it'll definitely help them out. Jacksonville Jaguars. I go safety, Brian Branch, me and half the universe. Uh, goes safety, Brian Branch from Alabama. Uh, just one of those fits, you know, that everybody just looks at it and goes, yep, that makes sense. Uh, who do you have going to Jacksonville at 24? Um, this is where I have Forbes from Mississippi State going here, still available. And Jacksonville taking a cornerback. And again, I think he's going to be a good one. And so that's Forbes from Mississippi State. All right. 25 is the New York football Giants. Uh, they need plenty of things as well. There's not great offensive linemen on the board right now. Uh, don't love what there is with the pass rushers at the moment either. So I'm going to go wide receiver. I meant, just mentioned him with Minnesota. Zay Flowers from Boston College. Uh, he's my second-ranked wide receiver on my big board, and uh, I think the Giants get a heck of a player here at 25. Zay Flowers, I think this is also a potential trade-back situation for New York. Um, but Zay Flowers would be a great pickup for him. Who do you have at 25? I go also with wide receiver, but I go with Quinn Johnson from TCU. Okay. Quinn Johnson, uh, I do not have in my first round. For a while there, he was the guy. Everybody was talking about him. Actually, he was the number one guy early on in this process and has slowly been drifting downward in the rankings. Uh, had some catching issues in college. And, uh, but he could be the guy here as well. He, it would make sense, honestly, for the Giants to draft him, I think. But, um, uh, anyways, I got Zay Flowers ranked higher, so I went with that. 26 is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, to me, their, their biggest glaring need is tight end. I've heard running back here, I've heard, uh, other things as well, but I still have Dalton Kincaid on my board. So I've got the Cowboys going Dalton Kincaid in my uh, last mock draft. I had him going Michael Mayer here from Notre Dame. I just think tight end makes sense if one of the top two guys is there. Um, who do you have Dallas going with? Um, I've got them going with the safety branch from Alabama. Um, I right. think they can use help there, and I've still got him on the board. So I, I've got branch from Alabama. Uh, 27 is the Buffalo Bills. They had a big loss this year in free agency at inside linebacker. So I have them filling that gap with Iowa's Jack Campbell, the top inside linebacker on the board, and the first to go in this draft as well. Uh, so I got Buffalo Bills, Jack Campbell, Iowa. How about you? 
I think they need interior line, and I think uh, this Osiris Torrance from Florida would be a good fit here. So I've got him going to Buffalo. Would be a good pick for sure. 28's the Cincinnati Bengals. I got them going tight end as they need a tight end. I, honestly, Dan, I got this inkling that it's Luke Musgrave from Oregon State, but I just couldn't put him over Michael Mayer. So I went Cincinnati Bengals. Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. And I'm telling you, this guy, he's not flashy, but he seems to have all the tools and uh, could be an awesome fit in Cincinnati to add to that already dynamic offense. Um, you know, they need O-line. I considered, I still have Darnell Wright available, considered him, uh, considered Osiris Torrance as well. Um, but Michael Mayer, who at one time was the number one ranked tight end by most people, falls to him at 28. I felt like it was too good to pass up. So, who do you have the Bengals doing at 28? Yes, you got this one right. I agree with Meyer, Mayor from Notre Dame. I think he's the guy. Um, I think they definitely would want to take a tight end, and I think he fits. Like you said, he's kind of a complete tight end. And, again, I think you know a Notre Dame guy I think makes a lot of sense. And um, so that's where I have him going to Cincinnati. All right, New Orleans Saints are up next. New quarterback in Derek Carr. They got to protect him. Uh, so this is where I put the offensive guard from Florida, Osiris Torrance. Again, uh, my contacts say he is guaranteed to go in the first round. I was running out of places to put him, uh, so I put him in New Orleans uh, here. What do you have going on at 29? I got a guy you don't have in the first round, but I have Breeze from uh, Clemson. Yeah. And um, defensive end, I think he can help there. So, uh, Breeze from Clemson. Yeah, I think he's listed as a defensive tackle, um, but he can play in a couple of different spots, and uh, he's a really good player and uh, would be an interesting fit. I think I think he very well could go in the first round. You're right, spoiler alert, I do not have him in the first round, uh, but a guy that I considered around this spot as well. Number 30 is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I had them going Darnell Wright, Tennessee. I had them giving Skaransky in the, in the earlier part of the draft. Darnell Wright in this part of the draft, they're aging on the offensive line. Um, I don't think this would be their plan, uh, but if Darnell Wright's still sitting there, it, it's just hard to pass up, I think, especially with what they've got going on on their O-line. And so this is not one that I love, but, uh, I mean, Darnell Wright is the best available player on my board at this point at, at pick 30. So that's where I went with him. Well, I think Philadelphia is the ideal team for somebody to trade up that still wants to get in the first round. So I think the Titans will come up here and they'll take Hooker from Tennessee. Interesting. Uh, definitely a possibility. I love Hendon Hooker. Uh, I'm all for whoever gets them. I think they're going to be in a good situation and, uh, in, in, you know, a couple months into the season. So, um, that would be interesting for sure. Number 31 is the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, I've got them going defensive end or edge rusher at a Tumwa at a Bore. Uh, he is from Northwestern, he is lengthy, uh, he fits what they do. And uh, and to me, it just was a it was a good fit here for Kansas City. And uh, and I have some 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 source that says. It's it's where they're leaning. So uh, I think there's a few options here at 31 for Kansas City. Um, I've heard, like I said, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, the running back, as a potential first-round pick, could be here too. But 
Uh, I'm going to go with Adabaware uh, uh, from Northwestern to Kansas City. Who do you have at 31? Um, again, I think this is a great place for Hyatt from Tennessee. Um, I think they can use wide receiver help. You know, he's he's got great potential talent as far as speed and everything. And um, with Mahomes, again, Kansas City, one of those teams, kind of like Philadelphia, not that they don't have needs, but I think they can, you know, go after someone and take a little bit of a chance. And I don't think Hyatt's too much of a chance. He won't last very long in the second round um, if he's still there. Now, again, I don't have the guy from Boston College that you had going earlier going in the first round. So he would be a guy very quickly in the second round. Also, Yancey. But uh, I have Hyatt going to Kansas City. All right. And I had him there in my last mock draft um, that I did before. Um, but I did not have him making it into the first round this time around. Uh, I'm going to mention a couple of guys that I do not have in the first round that uh, that I've heard, you know, sniffs about that, that maybe they could go. Uh, Will McDonald from Iowa State, edge rusher is a guy that uh, could go anywhere in the bottom 25 on down to 31. Quentin Johnson that you had, wide receiver. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver. Luke Musgrave is a tight end I'm interested by that I think could go in the first round. The Oregon State guy. Um, of course, also the Georgia tight end that neither of us um, had in here, Darnell Washington uh, as well, uh, could be. But I've heard that that he's going to be a second-round guy. Um Anton Harrison, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. I've heard his name pop up a few times as well. And then Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama. Um, I heard one guy say very clearly, two running backs in the first round. I won't believe it till I see it. And then you mentioned Hendon Hooker. We talked about him. Um, he could be a guy. I mean, again, I've heard him as high as 12. I just don't see that happening. Um, and uh, Minnesota is a popular choice for a lot of people as well. Uh, for him to go, um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see that happening either. I think New Orleans makes sense for Hendon Hooker. Having Derek Carr, that gives him a little bit of time. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll see how it goes there. Anybody that you had that you wanted to put in the first round that you didn't put in the first round? Well, again, I think uh, Washington, the tight end from Georgia, um, I, there just wasn't a spot. I had him, but then when the Packer thing changed, I had to move something around. Um, I saw a mock draft in the last day or so that had the Packers trading up to get a second first round pick later in the round and taking him. Um, but again, I think that, you know, they'll get a good tight end. I think they'll get a tight end when it comes to their pick in the second round. But I think Washington is definitely a talent. Um, that could, you know, could be in the first round. Um, you know, no doubt about it there. You mentioned Harrison from OU. Um, you've got the big other big tackle from Ohio state. I've seen him in different places with Jones. Um, you know, I, he may have plus, if not, these are going to be guys that should go in the first 10 picks of the next round. Uh, Hutchinson or, um, you know, like you said, far as a wide receiver or I'm the, I'm sorry, the defensive end from uh, Iowa state. I think there's no doubt about that. I think the linebacker from Arkansas Sanders um, will go pretty quick um, there. And you do have some other tight ends. Uh, the guy you had there at the end from Northwestern, I think he's a great talent. I think he'd be a great guy for the Packers to get 
in one of their second round picks if he was just there. And he's a guy they brought in to interview, I know also. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I have Drew Sanders, by the way, as a possibility for Dallas at 26. Anytime you got a good Arkansas player, you can't count him out of Dallas with Jerry Jones. So, so I've got his name next to Dallas as a potential pick there uh, as well. Um, it, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I'll actually be live during the Packers pick on uh, Belly Up Sports YouTube channel. Uh, they do a massive uh, NFL draft special every year. It's a really great, I mean, you know, everybody's trying to find what they're going to watch for the draft. That Belly Up show is, is really good. They got a lot of different people that come on and talk through. Me and our good friend Ryan McCarthy will be on talking picks 11 through 15. And I'm sure we'll have some Packers and Jets back and forth uh, between me and Ryan as he is a uh, Jets fan. Uh, he finally removed the paper bag. Uh, so uh, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. But, uh, always a good time with Ryan. Looking forward to that, along with uh, Dan Mater, who hosts the show, does a great, great job with that as well. So I'll be live on there. Uh, by the way, Dad, EKU in the latest CBS mock draft has a guy being drafted in the sixth round by the New England Patriots, T.K. McClendon, defensive lineman. Uh, I think McClendon has a very good chance of being drafted. I also think uh, that their tight end has a great chance of being drafted as well, uh, Dakota Allen, Dak Allen. Um, and uh, he got hurt this year earlier in the season. Otherwise, I think he'd probably be a fifth or sixth-round pick. And I'm not sure how much the injury is going to affect him. At the pro day, they had him long snap as well. They had him long snap throughout the season. Uh, to try to get some more attention to him too. So uh, we'll see if that gets drafted. I think there's a couple other guys, if they don't get drafted, uh, they have an opportunity uh, to uh, at least get get an opportunity after the draft. Um, Ryan McCarthy, there he is right there. Some say I should keep the paper bag on. Uh, and uh, No, I don't think so, Ryan. I think, I think it's safe to take the paper bag off. Enjoy enjoy Aaron Rodgers for the next, uh, the next year uh, or possibly two. And uh, and and just make sure you take the drama with you. Um, but I think I think the Jets are in good hands. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that draft special again. Me and Ryan will be on live during the Packers and Jets draft picks on the Belly Up NFL draft special. Uh, I got I should have a new episode coming out Friday morning. Uh, EKU the uh, Sports Stove local hour covering EKU got some baseball players hopefully scheduled to be on. And uh, and then Sunday be live again for the fantasy baseball show as well, right here on the Sports Stove YouTube or the Sports Stove podcast as well. Uh, continue to bring you the best fantasy baseball advice. All right, Dad. Closing thoughts as we get ready for the NFL draft. Like I said, I think it'll be a lot of fun and be exciting to watch. I've got my dra official draft hat here, so I'm all ready for that. I'm a little bit. Disappointed I didn't have more information. Being an owner, I emailed the Packers to get a picture of their draft board because that way I could keep up with what's going on. But uh, they haven't responded to that yet. Unbelievable. I can't believe they would they would do that to you. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun. I always love the draft. It's going to be a blast watching. Uh, and, uh, and we'll have comments on it next Wednesday on this program. As well, we'll break down some of the things that happen and uh, looking forward to everything that is there as well. All right. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you visit RighteousFelon.com to get yourself some of the great jerky 
Use promo code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. Check out my mock draft article on bellyupsports.com as well as other articles I've written recently also. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.